Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and today our special guest is Mr. Bob Brown, who's vice president of the Western Maryland Track Officials Association. And certainly, uh, Bob, thank you for taking some time, and welcome. Steve, it's my pleasure always to talk with you. And Well, thank you. It's, it's, with me as well, Bob. We've, we go back a few years, and we won't get into that. Um, uh, but what a, an important uh, association um, the Western Maryland Track Officials Association is. I, I know firsthand how important they are and what they mean uh, to the county. But before we get to that, how about a little background on Bob Brown and his track uh, background and then to where you are Uh, as vice president of the association today? Well, uh, as you said, we go back a ways. Um, I was a high school track coach back in the 70s and 80s. Um, A lot of years at Walkersville. Finished up uh, my last four years was at Smithsburg High School in Washington County. Uh, Got into administration, which kind of closed the door on coaching for a while. And after retirement, I started looking at what could I do to kind of get back into things. And a very dear friend, Don Boyer, yes, and his wife Sharon Boyer, um, we were at a uh, Hal Grawls party at Hal Grawls' house. There's another coach's name that goes back a ways here in the county. Indeed, it does. And um, I kind of got recruited to dust off my starting skills from back in the eighties and. <laughs> Get back into track. Well, we're certainly glad you you have Bob. Um, and as I mentioned, this is this association does so much, and it's, it's so important. How about a little history of the association itself, uh, bringing us up to uh, today? Uh, the association actually goes back to about 1985. Um, uh, a fellow by the name of Jack Griffin. <laughs> People and should know that name other too. Coaches and- other coaches in the county uh, got together. And, and before that time, quite frankly, coaches had their own, I want to call officials club, which were usually a lot of boosters and family, uh, parents of, of athletes and things to help us do meets. And we started back in 1985 actually trying to um, put together an association, uh, officials that were certified and really make meets better. Um, our job is always to make sure that each kid, each athlete gets a chance to play on a level playing field, that they receive a fair start, a fair timing of their event, a fair measurement of their jump, vault, or throw. I mean, that's really what we do. We just get to do it all year round. We're the only coaches association that coaches and, and, and officiates, I should say, both fall, winter, and spring sports here in the county. I didn't. I, I didn't realize that it was the only one. So, this your association. My guess it would be the largest in the state, Bob. Well, there are other associations related to the state. We are a part of the state officials' association. There is such a thing. Okay. Uh, we actually pay dues to both the local and the state associations. Um, that allows us to do up to and including the state meets, such as the regional meets and the state meets that we have both indoor and outdoor, uh, along with, of course, cross-country as well. So um, 
we'd love to be a bigger association. We'd love to have more folks because uh, we have a lot of things to do, particularly in the springtime when we might have multiple uh, track meets going on on the same Saturday. Um, we can always use extra people. Yeah, indeed, I, I hear you. So what? tell those who may not know, what sports do you do and what's involved? Uh, you know, what events and how many events are involved with, with each sport? The manpower-wise for us, quite frankly, cross-country meets are the easiest for us to do because basically we start and we also assist with the finish line and, and, and the timing of the event. Um, we really don't do too much with field marshalling because the, the coaches set that up at the schools. Where it starts to get a little uh, complicated is an indoor track meet, which has six individual running events, including hurdles and relays. And also we have three field events, uh, shot put, high jump, and pole vault. And an outdoor meet, we actually have six running events, two hurdle events, four relays, and then six field events because we add to that discus, um, the long jump, and the triple jump. So when you start looking at all those events and, and keeping in mind that the field events are usually going simultaneously with the running events, um, takes a few people to do it. Indeed it does. And certainly it gets more complicated, Bob, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong, when instead of having, say, a tri-meet or a quad meet, you have 10 to 12 schools doing, a, say, in the spring, a, 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 having a track meet. Right. The, the invitational meets and some of those meets may have 12 or more teams, and that's 12 boys' teams and 12 girls' teams. So that leaves us basically 24 teams uh, that we're working with kids. Uh, that's a lot of kids and a lot of events. Um, when I say that there are six individual running events, that's in the finals. And some of those, of course, will have semifinals, such as the sprint hurdles and the, uh, the 100 and 200-meter dashes. Um, it, uh, you're looking at about a six hour, four to six hour, yep. uh, activity. Yes, indeed. I was out there for a, a good number of those, Bob, and, but I enjoyed every minute cause I got to watch the kids. Um, so with the cross country meet, you have, uh, also, uh, the boys and the girls, obviously, and then you involved the, the junior varsity kids. Yes. Uh, one of the things that's really nice that, that the coaches in Frederick County do particularly is is really have every kid have an opportunity to, to do cross country. Um, and what we do is you have uh, what we call the A races, which are the varsity races. You'll have um, seven to maybe ten kids per team uh, participating in that. Um, but then you know, every coach is always looking to build up their program, and that's where we work with the JVs. And so those will be a separate race, usually for a separate race for the boys and a separate race for the girls. And so in a cross-country meet, you'll have four races or more, depending on if they want to do big schools and small schools, depending on how the, the particular meet is set up. Each of those races can take probably about 30 minutes or so. So once again, when you get set up, you have about 45 minutes between races. It's still going to be not the shortest of days. Indeed, it isn't. And uh, certainly another uh, roadblock, so to speak, uh, Bob, and I know it's been um, a tough to deal with, is 
the indoor meets and the facilities to do those indoor meets? Yes, they are. I mean, it is. Uh, I think we're fortunate here in the area uh, to have the uh, Hagerstown Community College um, Art Facility up there, uh, which is an, an indoor event. The next closest place here in Frederick County is the Prince George's uh, facility complex uh, down there. Um, there's not a lot of places to go indoors. And, of course, COVID pretty well axed the indoor season indoors last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick County actually had a, we tried to put together a, an outdoor indoor activity for, for students. And, unfortunately, for the schools, most only got to participate in one or two meets because of the snow that we got this past year. <laughs> of course, on an outdoor track, the snow's there as long as it's there. Yeah, indeed, there's another <laughs> element to throw in the mix, uh, the weather and how, what that can play with um, not only the outdoor meets in the spring, but kids being able to go out to practice uh, during the, the indoor season. Absolutely. I mean, most schools might have a long hallway somewhere, but not too many people have a place that you can do things in circles. And um, it's you go outside, parking lots, tracks, whatever you can do. Uh, I remember back to my coaching activities and, you know, anywhere you could find a place to practice indoors, you did it. And again, outdoor parking lots and the track when you can get to it. We're, we're fair game. Indeed. I, I, I have to give all of my indoor coaches a, 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 a thank you because they became very creative in how they did their practices. That's for sure. Uh, Bob, moving forward here, what do you find is the reason why you, you're able to get folks to come in to become officials? Well, obviously, I mentioned earlier, you know, Parents have always been a, a backbone of, of for coaches to work with their meets uh, and help any way possible. So we've got parents of, of kids uh, who were involved in the sport or who may be involved in the sport because we can give parents first row, you know, front row seats to mm-hmm. most of the races. Indeed, um, a lot of our officials are quite frankly are ex athletes themselves. They ran track in high school, perhaps college. Uh, a lot of our, some of our runners, of course, have been outdoor, you know, 5K, 10K runners as well. Uh, some of them are like myself, former coaches, who just, you know, kind of got back in the sport, didn't want to do the, the, the coaching piece or maybe retired from teaching and wanted to enjoy their retirement in that regards. And just fans, you know, they're particularly – we find you know people get more excited about track and field about every four years when the Olympics come around, <laughs> and having uh, local athletes in, in, in our area, a uh, young man from uh, Brunswick High School was of course uh, ran the hurdles at the Olympics this mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, uh, one of the uh, students up in Carroll County, a former student up in Carroll County, was a medal winner this year in the Olympics. So, um, but you know. People like track. It's it's nice. It's outdoors. Usually the weather is pretty nice, and uh, it's just neat to see kids particularly grow and improve in the sport over the years. Uh, it, it, it definitely is, and I, I enjoyed every minute of it, Bob, when I was at uh, 
TJ, and before I became the athletic director at Thomas Johnson, um, I enjoy watching the kids perform. And and the one thing you that I found in talking to coaches, the fact that, you know, these kids, uh, when they get a PR, it's a big deal. And that's... Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and the other thing I think is nice about track and field, too, it's really, when you boil down to it, it's, it's athlete versus athlete. Uh, relays get a little bit more involved because you do have another three people to make four for the team. But it's a, one place where it really doesn't matter the size of your school. Yes. It's, it, and it's probably about the only sport I can think of where that really um, doesn't make a difference. And, and the playing field's the same. Everybody's running on the same track at the same time under the same conditions. And uh, you, you can't get more fair than that. And our role as officials is, is just to make sure that we keep that playing field level for the athlete. Bob, I will say this now. I had the pleasure of <clears throat> being at a number of invitationals uh, and at regional meets, uh, both cross-country, uh, indoor, and outdoor. And uh, it... it it was um, uh, absolutely amazing to me when your group had it was so organized and did their job so well that it it did it ran smoothly. I mean, every now and then you you might have a hiccup and that might be a glitch with the computer possibly, but for the most part, those kids knew where to be, what was coming. The coaches, I mean, it, it, it's it's something to see if no one's been out to watch a meet how how smoothly it runs. And I give a lot to the kids for that. Uh, the coaches are obviously doing their job because they're preparing the kids for the meet. They're letting them know what they've got to do. Uh, I'll give you a personal side of, of why I really think highly of the athletes themselves. Uh, two years ago, I actually had a, um, a paralyzed vocal cord and could not speak much more than a whisper. And if you can imagine trying to officiate a long jump without being able to yell out kids' names and those kind of things. So I got together with the kids, and I said, tell you what, if you expect me to call your name, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I will give you a number. And number one, when you're up, number two, you're next. Number three, you know you're going to be close to behind. And the kids were wonderful in exploring that. And, and what, it, what was interesting is when I got to the regional meet, the kids would come up to me and sign in and just say, what's my number? <laughs> it was, there you go. You made an impact, Bob. <laughs> I appreciate what, you know, I appreciate yeah. the kids because the kids were responsible enough. I mean, these are high school kids, uh, whether ninth graders through seniors, but it was just nice to work with kids. They understood I wasn't going to be able to call out names like they're used to having. We're, but fingers and numbers work really, really well. Bob, uh, there could be some people listening this morning um, and would would be interested in becoming an official and joining your organization. So what should they do? Uh, what they can do, and I'll give you um, a, a contact information here with my name and, and, and email address before we sign off. Um, but basically they need to contact us, contact our association, um, they would need to go on and sign into a program called Dragonfly, which is what the state is using to help us manage the associations. 
Okay. And this is for all sports, by the way, not just track. If you want to become official for any sport in Maryland, you you have to be into the butter uh, into the dragonfly system. Okay. Um, what dragonfly is? It's where the state goes to check on officials uh, to see that they've completed all their certification, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, it also creates a pool of officials for the state meets. And it's also where officials do pay dues um, to the state, which covers things like rule books, clinics, insurance, and those kind of things. Uh, a person would have to pay local and state dues. They're not super expensive, but it's part of the process. Okay. We are required now to be fingerprinted. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of a background check that goes into that. And okay. they have to take a test. Uh, it's a national federation track officials test. They have it's open book, but you get need to score a passing score on that test. And attend a rules clinic. And the rules clinic, uh, we've done them virtually, I guess, the last two years because of COVID. Um, but they're also uh, physically, and they usually occur someplace in, in Frederick County. Um, the that's really what you need to do as an official. Now, as an association, uh, we would have somebody work and shadow another official for a couple meets so that they could kind of see what's going on because it's one thing to talk about it in a book. It's another thing to be talking about it, whether you're judging a long jumping competition or, you know, are we using the right marks and, and, and how to measure properly. Um, so we allow that shadowing to come on, and I think that's something that's very important for us to do so that you don't just get tossed into the mix. We we work with you kind of gradually. As an, like an intern, that, that's exactly uh, what you like to have, and they, they get the opportunity to get themselves involved in it. And you, uh, your officials are also paid, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, it varies a little bit to the uh, the season. Obviously, a cross-country meet is not as long as a track meet. Um, if you're a starter, for example, or you're, you're using ammunition, some blanks and that kind of thing, um, so that, that kind of plays into the role. But, uh, I don't know of an official that does officiating for the money. We do it for the kids. The money is nice, takes care of gas, getting to different places. Um, our association does meets and washington county here in frederick county and actually we do uh have done meets in carroll county over the last few years as well so it can involve a little bit of traveling from time to time um it is it's it is paid and that will cover your dues and and those kind of things at the end of the season you're you're you really are not going to be dipping in your own pocket (laughs) to officiate indeed uh, but that is nice you're exactly right and bob unfortunately we're starting to run low on time. Uh, I do want to thank you again for for giving of your time and joining us today, giving us an insight on what the Western Maryland Tractor Officials Association does, how important they are, uh, and uh, what they do for our uh, athletes here in Frederick County. And I Certainly always good to talk to you. We go back, as we said earlier, a long ways, but you, uh, you've you done an outstanding job, Bob, and continue to do so. And my best to you and to, the, to your association uh, in the years to come. Steve, 
thank you very much. Very quickly, a phone number folks can oh. reach out to is, is my number, which is 301-667-7175. And my email address is brownbobpm at gmail.com. Very good, Bob. Thanks again for taking some time to be with us, and hopefully maybe something will come and we'll, you'll get some more people to join the association. Steve, as always, good to talk to you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Hope so, Bob. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD.